Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So the collaborative initiative in Southern African countries called Southern African Alcohol Policy Alliance wrote an open letter to the Southern African, not Southern African, South African government on managing the impact of alcohol on COVID-19 pandemic and public health over the festive season going forward. Of course, now we know yesterday uh, there was an announcement by the president in South Africa telling us what it is that they've decided to regulate. The question, though, is beyond the 15th of January and and far beyond that. How are we going to find this balance between the industry keeping jobs, our consumption of alcohol, our behavior, our relationship with alcohol and having this this happy medium? In between, Morris Smithers is a director of uh, the Southern African uh, Alcohol Policy Alliance in South Africa. Joining us on the line this afternoon, Morris, thank you so much for making the time. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Pamela. How are you? I'm, I'm well, Morris. Um, mm. You had written a letter to uh, government before the announcement yesterday. What, what was in your letter? In the letter, we were basically saying that we were very concerned, I think as many people were, about the increase in, in in infections and deaths and the fact that over the festive season was likely to get even worse given the fact that uh, alcohol is normally associated with with celebrations in the festive season people are going to be partying and trying to have a good time and that the likelihood of super spreader events such as we saw happening with the matric rage in early December and and also the uh, various other incidents that happened in the Eastern Cape and so on would, would just increase in numbers, mm. uh, particularly around Christmas and around New Year, and that therefore urgent steps needed to be taken to prevent that from happening. Who does Southern African Alcohol Policy Alliance constitute? Who, who are you representing? What we... Our objective is to be a voice for civil society around the issues of alcohol and for ordinary South Africans. Mm-hmm. The reason being that people, pe- the people that are most directly affected by the harmful use of alcohol are ordinary people in communities around our country. And they generally don't have a voice. They don't have any way in which they can exercise their rights to ensure that their communities are alcohol safe, uh, particularly in relation to uh, violence, uh, disturbances, protection of women, protection of children. And so the purpose of of, uh, uh, the SAPA is to become a voice for all communities and all organizations in civil society. Currently, we do have a number of organizations that are part of uh, SAPA that are part of our alliance mm-hmm. and those include gender-based organizations, children's-based organizations, educational-based organizations, gun-free South Africa, um, uh, uh, public health-based organizations, all organizations that are not directly looking at the issue of alcohol but whose work is impacted uh, in some way by alcohol. Do so, you, you know, have... if you take education, just yeah. let me give you one example education everybody knows that there's a problem of alcohol in relation to schools one that there are often liquor outlets that are too close to schools Mm -hmm. two that you've got kids who come to school 
drunk or drink at school. Mm-hmm. And three, that you've got teachers who come to school drunk or drink at school. Mm-hmm. So, so they are affected by alcohol, even though as an education body, that is not their primary focus. Sure. Sure. So that's, that's broadly speaking who we are and what we're trying to achieve. Any and, repl- try, and, try, and try, and by the way, to, to develop the strong voice, to counter the voice of the liquor industry. Okay, that, that's what, uh, that was my question. Do you have any representative from the liquor industry? No, we no. don't. We, won't, we don't work with the liquor industry. They don't need us to be, they don't need us and they don't need to be on our organization and their interests and our interests are diametrically opposed. Because Isn't that the though the, the day, point, Morris? The, the liquor industry's primary function is to produce and sell a product. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. And, I, and I'm, I'm saying that because we, we are now sitting at a point where you have these polar opposite ends and yeah. South Africa is grappling with the middle ground because you mm. can easily also say that there are people in the community whose livelihoods are from the liquor industry. So sure. there's a fine balance there. And, and mm. today as we sit, there are some really unhappy people. There are people who are going to lose jobs and so on. So yeah. I'm asking that question not because I want you to be an advocate for alcohol, but to say, isn't there a way? Way in which we can find a balance between some sort of a happy medium uh, between Look, keeping jobs and and obviously the use of alcohol because maybe this is the time to consider the fact that the alcohol industry itself needs to be part of the conversation. Look, the middle ground I think has to be provided by governments. It's mm-hmm. government's responsibility to make sure that both of those issues, the economic issue and the public health issue are attended to. Mm. It's uh, The liquor industry, I th- personally, I mean, the liquor industry likes to self-regulate. They like to say that they encourage people to drink responsibly. But the extent to which they will do that is very limited and for understandably good reason, that they are a, a business mm. and they're accountable to their shareholders mm. and they have to sell their products. So they are not going to ever... Uh, uh, do anything that is going to jeopardize their profits, uh, jeopardize their industry. And we understand that. So So that's why you can't rely on them to do it. Equally, Mm -hmm. we as civil society, remember that the very people that you're talking about who are uh, uh, running businesses, who are working for liquor liquor companies and, and for liquor outlets, they are from communities themselves. So they're part of civil society as well. So, so somehow government has got to step in. Government's got to hear all sides of the story. But in our view, they've got to come down firmly on the side of public health and safety. Okay. Please stay on the line, Morris. I'm going to ask people to call in on 011-714-2006 and um, send in voice voice notes as well on 0614-104-107. What we'll do when we come back is to unpack further what it is that you pro- propose the government then uh, does going forward with, you know, the fact that there is alcohol in this country and at some point it's going to be back on our shelves. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right. Morris Smithers is a director of SAPA. SAPA is a Southern African Alcohol Policy Alliance. And he just gave us a beautiful breakdown of who they are exactly as SAPA. 
And they had penned a letter to government asking them to consider a few things going forward. Since there is this difficulty, especially right now with the pandemic being amongst us and the use of alcohol in this country. Morris, thank you so much for staying with us. Welcome back. Thanks. So can we talk about the fact that you you are calling for an urgent action to the reactivation of the legislative process to enact the Liquor Amendment Bill 2016. Mm. Talk us through what's in that bill. Okay. Just to give you some background first, South Africa has a Liquor Act of 2003, which is the first post-apartheid piece of uh, liquor legislation. Yes. And in between 2003 and 2010, Mm -hmm government decided that the Liquor Act was no longer uh, effective, as effective as it should be. Okay. Uh, also in 2010, the World Health Organization adopted a global strategy for the reduction of the harmful use of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And South Africa bought into that policy. Okay. Um, and the first manifestation of that was in 2013, the Department of Health under Minister Eran Mutsuledi introduced the Control of Marketing of Alcohol Beverages Bill, which was approved by Cabinet uh, in 2013 and was supposed to be released to the public for comment Mm. and never was, even though there were three uh, economic impact assessment studies that were done which said the bill must be passed. Mm -hmm. So... Why didn't it go through? Yeah. Well, it was partly because there was a lot of resistance from the industry, from the advertising industry, the liquor industry, and other parties, the mm-hmm. sporting community, and so on. Fast forward to 2016, and government adopted a new national policy mm-hmm. uh, in September 2016. And that policy is based very firmly on the World Health Organization uh, recommendations including their three best buys, which is that the way in which you reduce alcohol harm is that you reduce availability, you increase the cost, and you either limit or ban alcohol advertising. Those mm. are the three legs mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, of the, the World Health Organization strategy, and that's contained in that policy. On the same day that the policy was adopted by Cabinet, the Department of Trade and Industry then trade and industry is now Department of Trade, Industry and mm-hmm. Competition, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they introduced the Liquor Amendment Bill. And that Liquor Amendment Bill is based on the, uh, the national liquor policy. Many of the recommendations that are in that bill are, in fact, in line with what is recommended by the, uh, by the, the new national liquor policy. Hmm. And so very much what we are saying is, that bill needs to be passed in order for us to be able to begin to effectively reduce the availability of, of alcohol and reduce the harm that is caused by alcohol. Has, has the bill gone to Parliament? No, it hasn't. And that's, okay. uh, that's another big question that we're asking. The bill was, as I said, was released for public comment in uh, September, October of 2016. Mm -hmm. There was an extensive public participation process driven by the then Minister Rob Davies, Mm -hmm. uh, in which we participated as SAPA. And it went through some various iterations with some some improvements. Uh, So the 2017 version is an advance on the 2016 version. And then it just stopped. 
What, what, what were the sticking nothing has points? been done about it ever since then. When this was debated, what were the sticking points? Well, the sticking points, the sticking points obviously would have been from the industry side. They would have resisted certain of the, of the clauses, for example, around advertising. Now, this yeah. particular bill, unlike the control of marketing of alcohol beverages bill, mm-hmm. which I mentioned in 2013, mm-hmm. that sought to completely ban all alcohols, marketing, advertising, sponsorships in much the same way as was done around tobacco in 1999. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, the Liquor Amendment Bill introduces strict control over advertising, but doesn't ban it altogether. Okay. But the liquor industry doesn't would prefer not to have uh, to have no uh, uh, advertising control, and in fact to self-regulate. So, so then, what what does that mean now going forward for Sapa? What are you proposing to happen? Um, I mean, we're talking now, and you're saying let's uh, let's go back to this conversation around the liquor amendment bill. Is there anything actively as a body that you're going to do? Well, you know, obviously this year we have been preoccupied with COVID, um, and and so our, our attention has been very much on seeing what we can do to to help. Uh, together with organizations like the South African Medical Research Council and so on, to to assist government to make decisions that are most appropriate for for attempting to to deal with uh, with the with the with alcohol in relation to the to the virus. Mm-hmm. But what we what we have to do now is to look forward and say how are we going to actually ensure that having learned what we've learned. I mean, I think one of the most amazing things about COVID is that. Nobody in the country now uh, can possibly say that alcohol is not a problem uh, because it's quite clear that it is. Uh, we, it's, we've, it's all been very, you know, made very clear to us by COVID, by the various bans and the various restrictions and uh, the reports we've had of what the impact of alcohol has been, uh, on not just on attempts to deal with COVID, but also to... to uh, the, the pressure it's putting on our public health system. Uh, we don't want to go back to a situation where every single weekend uh, medical personnel have to be exposed to three days of uh, what one doctor very lucidly called the combination, the unmistakable combination smell of blood and alcohol, um, which is what happens every single weekend uh, whether we've got COVID or not. So let me let me ask you the one of the things that you pointed out in the letter to government was um, I'll, I'll get it now where you speak about keeping nightclubs closed, um, but h- h- this is not sustainable. What, what's no, no, your no, plan? No, we were talking that was under COVID. That was sure. under COVID. I, I get it. So yeah. what I'm asking is that you, one of the things that I like about what you're saying is that there is a conversation to be had beyond the 15th of January, for instance, and, and so on, even beyond. Well, Beyond when the we state have... of disaster, we don't, and, yes. and we don't know when the state of disaster is sure. going to be lifted. I mean, sure. uh, uh, it's already been extended into January, I think, and it will be extended yeah. again, no I, doubt. Yes, uh, I'm until, sure. I mean, if, if you consider that we're only going to, according to the president, only getting vaccines yeah. in South Africa in the second half of 2021. Yeah. I, I get it. So, so the, the virus is still going to be around. I, I'm sorry to rush you, Morris, it's because of time. So yeah, what I'm saying on. is, um, what what do you propose then happens with with things like uh, clubs, nightclubs going forward? How how do we regulate that space? Look, I think that what's uh, the, 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 we're not calling for uh, in a post-COVID environment. Mm-hmm. 
we see a place for alcohol in our society. Mm -hmm. But what we are arguing for is it should not be normalized in the way that it is at the moment. It should not be glamorized in the way that it is. We shouldn't have, you know, one of the most remarkable things about restaurants, you know, the Restaurant uh, Association has been bemoaning the the ban on alcohol because of the impact on the industry. Mm. Now, I fi- we find it remarkable that the liquor industry has claimed that 70% of their re- revenue mm. is from alcohol. Mm. So they're not actually restaurants. They are providers of alcohol that sell food. <laughs> you know, yeah. and why why do we have that kind of situation? Why do we have this assumption that in order to go and have a drink, I mean, to have a, a meal, meal, sorry, that you have to have a drink. I heard on the radio today that tourism depends on alcohol. That's a bizarre, it's bizarre. Why would tourism depend on alcohol? You know, we, ha- we, we have this, ex- we are an extraordinary tourism destination with wonderful places to go to and see. Why do we have to depend on alcohol to get people to come and be tourists in our country? Hmm. So this is the kind of shift that we have to see in the thinking about how we see alcohol, particularly given that only 31% of people above the age of 15 in South Africa actually drink anyway. Hmm. So it's not like the majority of people in the country drink. So there's this idea that alcohol is somehow a necessary and inevitable part of our lives simply doesn't hold water. And that's the change we have to see. We have to leave it there, I'm afraid, because of time. Thank you so much for for indulging us. Morris Smithers is a director of Southern African Alcohol Policy Alliance. He's a director here in their SA office and uh, just talking to us about what they see the future of this country being in relation to their relationship with alcohol. It's two o'clock. Let me go to Zoleka Kotashe for the latest in SABC News.